You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Okay, so at this point, we'll say that um, a lot of people have gotten tired, and they're not fighting as hard anymore. They've kind of slowed down. So they're not, it's not like tooth and nail, like, bar fight anymore. They're just kind of, um, like, wrestling a little bit, I guess, if, um, if I were to explain it. Okay, so, like, are the zombies getting fatigued? Yeah, so, like, pretty much anyone who was... Uh, engaged with this is fatigued and mostly the people who have wanted to leave most of them have gotten out but everyone who is left are like friends and loved ones of the uh of the i'm just imagining someone like laying on the like the ground and just going like oh and like reaching up and i just like poke away at it with my sickle and then like they reach up again i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) kids do you have rope in the bag of holding um, do you guys have rope? I don't. I think I have rope in my bag. Yeah, I don't have any rope. I have. No, I don't have rope. I think I. I think we figured out a way to break the the enchantment. It might be a little work. It's a little bit of a long shot, but I think we should try it. Okay. What do you got. I'm gonna use um thaumaturgy. Uh-huh. To project my voice to everyone in the room, I will stand in the center and I will move my head in a circle because I hate it when people are standing in the center of a room and then they're facing away from you the whole time and you can't hear. And I know I'm using thaumaturgy to like <laughs> accelerate it, but I just want to be careful. Make sure it's as inclusive as possible. And I'm going to say, mm-hmm. okay, anyone who is in mind control, listen up. If you're mind controlled, you can listen up too, but I don't think you're going to, so it's fine. I think you may be able to shake people out of the mind control. Like, address them by name, talk about memory, shake them, maybe give them a little love tap by the face. 
<laughs> Everyone's tired enough now that you should be able to, if you have any issues or if you feel like you're unsafe, just let me or let this lovely gnome and dragonborn know and we can assist you. Sort of like waves of the crowd. So people start following your, uh, well, roll perception, or not perception, persuasion. And just as a qualifier, I think this might work. I'm not sure, but it's better than any other plan we've got. That is persuasion? Yeah. 11. Okay, yeah. So people start following what you're doing. You see them still engaged in combat a little bit, but, like, people are talking to them. People are, um, uh, you know, calling out their name. People are, you know, trying to interact with them in ways that aren't just fighting. Um, Trying to shake them out of it. And very slowly, one by one, you see people breaking the spell. People coming out of it. And, um, uh, yeah, you just kind of watch this happen as uh, people are snapping out of it and returning to who they once were. And eventually, after a couple minutes, we'll say, uh, pretty much everyone is, um out of the spell except you see one person in the back who doesn't have anyone by him and he's still under persuasion he's being persuaded by the spell uh, alright guys I guess this is ours I run up to him do I recognize this person? nope you don't um uh, excuse me what? Can you tell me your name while you're trying to fight me? Is that something you can do? Uh, he does not answer you. And he's not really trying to fight you. He's kind of on the ground. He looks tired out. Hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, he doesn't have anyone. I'm going to go give him a hug. And I'm going to try and warm him up because he's probably cold from the water. I'm going to take off my little, like, my little pretty embroidered cape thingy. Flashel, Shaw, uh-huh. you know the thing, the blue yeah. thing with all the scroll work. I'm gonna put it around him and be like, "What do you think we should do?" Um, we could, I, uh, we could restrain him and have him eat some of our fruit, and that'll just pop him to the guild. Oh. I don't know if. Well, like, I don't know. He doesn't look like he has a ride, and until we get him, like, sobered up, either through, like, the guild alchemists or just through time, we're not going to be able to know what to do with him. That's, like, a whole city away. As you're discussing this, you see um, room 14, the party room. Upstairs, people, the door opens, and you see people kind of, like, poking their heads out and seeing that most of the party is gone. (laughs) <laughs> like uh you see the uh the guy that let you in he kind of looks around and he says what happened here man what happened to the party and everyone who was inside uh of that room files out and they kind of are just looking around trying to figure out what happened and uh Juilliard you see your friend Dorthin walk down the stairs and he he finds you and he says Oh, what what's wrong with this dude? What what happened here? Turns out you guys had the right idea. Lionel Goldwyn spiked the blue alcohol that he was serving to people, and it turned them into uh, 
this and Julia just kind of like gestures to like the like unconscious like incapacitated person so you guys missed a brawl and what must have been a pretty good getaway because Goldwyn and his accomplices got away oh man that's pretty intense I'm sorry I wasn't there to help you with that but it, it looks like mostly everybody's okay now and he's looking around at everyone else who's slowly leaving the building well, we have at least two dead bodies. Looks like a couple injuries, but that seems about it. Oh, yeah, do we see the body of Tiefling Girl? Of Tati? Uh, she's gone. You don't see her. Well, I, back out. I guess mm. one dead body then and one missing in action. Don't sweat it, though. This is our job. I'm just glad you guys are safe. Um, and he says, uh, so this was a part of the, the alcohol? Was it magic alcohol? Uh, Juilliard just kind of like looks to his like magic friends um, and just kind of shrugs. Wendell uh. walks up and he says, uh, "Yes, it was a magic alcohol infused with with an agent that was uh, that allowed these people to become vulnerable to a spell that I cast." And uh, Dorthin just kind of shrugs and he snaps his fingers, and the guy's fine. He snaps out of it immediately. Hmm. I'm a paladin. I know to spell magic. Do none of you know to spell magic? I uh, haven't learned that yet. Oh, <laughs> wizard. <laughs> Juilliard just kind of holds up his, like, bloody, like, tarnished brass knuckles. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> hey, Dorthin, if you're, like, looking for a job, I might have an opening for you. Would you like to come back with us once this is all said and done? Yeah, we could use an NP... An, uh, Next level person. That's. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Dartle wouldn't know what an NPC is. Um, he kind of like burrows his eyebrows, like thinking about it, and he says, "You know, Juilliard, I would love to do that, but you know that I have my responsibilities back at home." Sure, you do, buddy. Wait, what god do you worship if you're a paladin? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Anne. Uh, I can give you that answer after a little bit of research. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Karelin Larithian? Karelin Larithian? Um, that's what he says. <laughs> okay. I'm a cleric of Salune. Oh, that's a... She's a pretty one. That, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I mostly was just like, which one's pretty? And I'll pick that one. <laughs> Honestly, best way to pick your religion. So, yeah, the, the, the guy saved. And they're all just kind of standing there. Did you guys, were you able to see where they went? They got in a cart and left. We couldn't really pursue them without having one of our own. Well, yeah. I don't think we can run that fast. But we could yeah. probably track the cart tracks. Maybe they didn't go very far. Yeah. So, Wendell, how much did you know about this operation? Um, he starts stuttering and he says, I, I didn't really know much. I mean, like, he, he just kind of pulled me aside because he knew I was a powerful wizard and needed me to cast a spell. So he, he threatened me and my, and my family and he didn't really tell me about anything. He just told me that I needed to cast a spell or two. 
What spell did you cast specifically? Um, we'll say that it was like theory. We'll say that it was like a uh, a, a a type of charm person. Maybe like of. a dominate person sort of thing. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's actually a high level spell, I think. Well, yeah, he's he's but. a he's a high level boy. Um, so yeah. Can you cast Something. fifth level spells? Um. Yes. Then it could be some sort of like mass dominate person. Yeah. So yeah, we'll say that. And uh, the okay. basically the alcohol made people vulnerable to that spell. Um. Well, I guess this is just kind of the end of the action here. And then wait, Juilliard turns to the wizard. Uh, and says, don't think that we've forgotten that you were part of this. You're definitely coming to the guild with us. We're not done talking to you yet. And, like, like grabs him. <laughs> it's like grabs him by the scruff. Not, like, hard. He's not, like, shoving yeah. him around, but he's just like... <laughs> he says, okay, 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 I'm sorry. Can, yeah. I, can I, like... Dude, do you know how many people almost drowned to death? Can I really check this guy out? Is there any way I could see if he's lying, if he's making this up? Because, uh, I don't know, you don't just accidentally, casually drown a bunch of people. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, bro. Well, Mister. he said that he Lionel forced him to and threatened his family. So, like... Uh, well, uh, stop That's exactly what I would say. We're not interrogators. We're <laughs> problem solvers. So, like... <laughs> um, good, good. Keep with the brand. You're right. Well, um, what do so we do yeah. now? Do I, we, Let's follow so, those cart tracks. Um, Dorthin uh, kind of takes the, the the winded guy under his arm and he says, "Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure that this guy gets home safe. Uh, are you guys you guys okay? Are you good? Do you need help with anything else?" Ooh, mm. do you know how to like heal people? I haven't learned that yet. Paladins have healing spells, right? Yeah, they yep. can do lay on lay hand, on hand, which is says, a paladin thing, and then they also might have access to different healing spells. Like, yeah, he says, yeah, that's super easy. I know how to heal people. <laughs> can can you can you throw some my way? I don't know if we'll have an hour to take a quick rest. Yeah, so he um he lays his hands on all of you. Hey, thanks. You. Uh, for completely. Uh, let's see. Hands? Ten? Juliard's just gonna go ahead and drink a spare healing potion that he had from the last adventure. Lay on hands is equal to your paladin level plus... Or, you have a total pool of your paladin level times five that you can dole out. Okay, we'll say that you each get, uh... He's at we'll least fifth level if, like... he has a third, if he has Dispel Magic, so. Yeah, so we'll say that you each get 10. Okay. Does that sound cool. about right? Actually, so before um, before our elf boy leaves again, I'm going to, like, talk to him and say, um, there is actually something that you could help us with. Uh, could you get in touch with whoever is in charge of, like, fugitives and, like, security from your kingdom and tell them to keep an eye out for an orc that matches Lionel's uh, description. And he nods and he says, yeah, we will do. Cool. Um, 
Okay. And then he takes off with with the guy. You know. And um, kinda... Migos is still there with you. He's been kind of silent through this whole thing because I've had so many NPCs to to keep track of. Yeah. Um, hey, valid. Hey Migos, he says, what what do you make of all this, buddy? He says, "Well, I knew I was right all along, and uh, I'm glad you guys were here to help me solve our problem." And I am really grateful for, for everything that you've done tonight. Yeah, because, I mean, you're really lucky we were here. You missed so many shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, goodness. I will allow you to say that I told you so. Allow you to say to me that, you know what, screw it. You were right, but God dang it, man, work on your aim. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we got to figure out where this Lionel dude got off to and where he came from. We could just borrow a cart from this fancy fancy mansion and, you know, leave some gold and then just follow the cart tracks. Maybe a horse. I feel like they're so far ahead of us, though. Like, eventually, if they get onto a main road, it'll be kind of hard to tell, don't you think? Also, it's probably a bad idea to go off, like, on a scouting mission without telling the guild, A, what's happened, or B, where we're going. That's true. We probably yeah. need some backup anyway. We're pretty bad. Now up. we got to deal with this fellow, I say, gesturing to window. That's true. All right, so, like, Juilliard pulls out uh, his fruit and cuts it into two pieces and gives one piece to Wendell, and then, like, say, I tell him, okay, on three, you're going to eat this piece of fruit with me, all right? Miguel. Says, all right, I guess. Some of my fruit, too. All right, one, two, three. And you guys are poofed back home. If all, all right. I'm assuming all three of you eat it. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Migos before I go. Hey, okay, we're going back to the guild. Um, do you think you can kind of make sure everyone here gets back to where they need to safely? He says, Yeah, I'm all over it. I'll I'll okay. make sure that these people are safe. And uh thank you, Kit, for for everything. I do what I can. Um and also, oh, don't forget to update the guild. Send them another message with, like, you know, your your briefings and any testimonies you can get from witnesses and stuff, crime <laughs> things, detective, police stuff. And I bite. I take off, you know, a piece of my apple and bite it. Yeah. So yeah. Dartle is going to look around at, like, the ruined ballroom and, like, look down at his fancy clothes he was so proud of and just kind of, like, smile to himself and be like, you know... Like, like, look at the look of like, you know, this could have been so much better. But like, he he was happy he got to dress up and go to a ballroom and feel and feel handsome. So uh, he's gonna gonna wave goodbye to everyone and then bite the apple. Um, I love how we decided it's an apple. So, so since <laughs> oh, I was uh, using the archaic form of apple, which just since uh, great. since there was no one, uh, there was no one really left in the building, so we'll say that it was a little more cinematic than that, and you just kind of <laughs> took a look around, and, you know, we're satisfied with the work that you did today, and you bit into the apple, and now you're back. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> uh, the four of you are now back at the guild, and it is still, um, nighttime, but it is a few hours until it is like an hour or two until like sunrise hello everyone and welcome back to the mid-roll segment of the finale of the invitation arc it's been a completely wild ride and we want to say thank you for coming along with us 
Uh, this episode is kind of ending a phase, this current phase of our campaign in a weird way. And in two weeks, when the next episode is up, we'll be moving on to the next part. I think you'll understand more once you get to the end of this episode. So, on to regular announcements. We have a ton of new merchandise. If you haven't seen it yet, it's themed after the Guild of the Three Heroines, featuring two really sleek logos that Amelia designed. I just got my sweatshirt and my long sleeve shirt in the mail today, and I love them both so much. They are really soft, they look great, and they feel great. There's all kinds of things available in the store, from tanks to sweaters to stickers, and now even phone cases. You can go to merch.guildfellows.com to get some for yourself, and if you use the promo code GF15, you can get 15% off your entire order. It looks so good. Become a guild member and show off the emblem with pride. No review shoutouts for this week. If you're enjoying our show, you should leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will give you a shout-out during these here mid-roll segments. They are super helpful, and they help us grow and get seen, so please consider reviewing if you have not. We have social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username at Guildfellows. We're doing another giveaway once we hit 500 Twitter followers, so make sure you don't miss that. It is a Kitsa-themed dice giveaway, and the dice that we have lined up for it look super amazing, so yeah, definitely don't miss that. You can support our podcast directly by visiting our Patreon page and by becoming a patron. I personally am a firm firm believer in supporting the creators and the creations that you care about. So if you are enjoying what we do and you have the means to do so, go check us out at patreon.com guildfellows and see what cool perks you can receive. Our next episode is going to be up on October 9th. A lot of hard work and dedication has been put into the creation of this next phase of the story, so we really can't wait for you to hear it. It's a little bit different, but we think you'll really like it because we're really excited about it. Thank you guys for being such a great audience and enjoy the rest of the episode. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, and yeah, you're outside. Okay. I grab the elf boys... Uh, collar and start walking to, like towards the entrance of the guild and I'm like walking pissed like I'm like stomping <laughs> my feet and like really dragging him
I'm gonna follow. Heliard's not in a good mood. Thanks. He's not satisfied <laughs> with the work done today. He's very annoyed that he got cut. <laughs> not in one of those cool places to get scars. Just like a boring scar. Oh. Oh, it's on my leg and on my upper arm and on my chest, and no one's gonna see it. And... <laughs> one like a neck <laughs> tattoo one, of one, a like, scar. One like one across one eye. And... It's whatever. It's like so, grumbling um, and like. You you walk up to the the entrance of the guild and you see Ricky and Vicky. But uh, they seem kind of hey. stoic. And um, as soon as you get up to them, Ricky says, The Silver Dragon feeds. What? <sighs> Juilliard just, like, looks at them. And he doesn't understand immediately what they're saying. But he just, like, sighs heavily and says to himself again, Dragon with Silver Dragon feeds? Uh, he turns back to <laughs> Gitza and Dartle and says, Well, shit. This can't be good. Gitza, what do you make of this? Uh, is this a code? Was I, I don't have any codes. Is like a password? Written down in my mind memory. Um, is like a password thing? And uh, only when it is hungry. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's good. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he, uh, Ricky, whispers under their breath, and uh, they they say it's a password, and he and they say again, uh, the silver dragon feeds. Uh, well, Ketsa, did you write anything down? No, I, I don't remember this. Uh, the silver dragon on the souls of the unworthy. Um, and Ricky just face palms like at your attempts to try to crack <laughs> this code, and he says, "Can I like make a history check? Do I remember anything about this?" Juilliard's no, just over it. No, no, you don't need to. You, you don't. You don't need to. He says, "Um, he says, all right. I know who you guys are. I'll, I'll, I'll." let you in it's just uh things are a little uh tense in there uh something happened and andy is is really freaked can you whisper the password in my ear though so i know for next time we don't want to say in front of this yokel <laughs> i say just ringed window yeah he he uh leans over to you and he says when yellow meets blue in the east okay um and he says, Who, who's this fella? This is a prisoner. Oh, do you want us to take care of him? We can take him down to the brig for you. Yeah, that'd be super, that'd be super helpful. Take him away from me. Um, he says, uh, uh, all right, we'll take care of it. Don't worry. Just uh, be, be careful when you enter, all right? I always am. Juilliard starts stomping towards the front door. <laughs> Juilliard, how you feeling? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I respect your privacy. Um, so you guys are going inside? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you go inside and you walk into the commons and you immediately see um, a lot of familiar faces in, uh, gathered in the commons and some f unfamiliar faces. Um, Team Genesis is there. Roshnia and her sisters, Clumpton and Buford, plus some more that you haven't met. 
and they're all kind of in a circle, kind of whispering to each other, mostly to their respective teams. And they're all crowded around Andy, who is in the middle, and she's freaking out, just like Ricky said. And she's with two others, one of them being the human, the scientist human that Dartle saw a couple episodes ago when he mm. flew down to the basement and was looking at the orb, looking for the orb. And the other face with Andy is a face that you haven't seen since you started your journey. It's Arwen. He's in the middle oh, attempting oh. to calm down a really distressed Andy. You can tell the nature of their relationship after you watch them for a few moments, and you can tell you can tell that they're really close. And uh, she is almost hysterical. And um, as you guys are walking in, <clears throat> Junie from Team Genesis sees you and she walks over to you guys and she says did you guys hear no we just got here yeah what, what's going on yeah fucking look at me i'm caught up in six different places you think i fucking uh, heard oh, juilliard <laughs> come on man juilliard she kind you of do not you take your anger out on other people who are just trying to be nice to us look at me i will not stand for that sorry thank she, you um she kind of gives you a face like, don't mess with me. I'm, I'm the, don't mess with me. I'm tough. Um, and she says, well, someone broke in. You know, it's, it's pretty serious around here when Arwen shows up. He's almost never here. And uh, it's, it's pretty upsetting because if someone broke in, that means someone knows where we're located. And our location is, is top secret. You guys haven't told anyone where we are, have you? I don't believe so. No, I, 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 honestly, I'm not even. I, I'm bad with directions. I don't even know where we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, uh, "No, we haven't told anyone either. It's yeah, it's kind of hard to pin down our location anyway, right? But yeah, it's Andy's completely freaked over it. Um, did they take anything? I don't think so. She won't really tell us anything else. But uh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, okay. roll perception, everybody. That's a 14. That is a 17. I also got a 14. Okay, so, uh, Juilliard and Kitsa, you see that Andy is holding something in her hand, and Dartle, you see that it is like an emblem. It's sort of like a circular, um, mm. rounded emblem. And, uh, Andy sees you, and... She waves for you to come over to the three of them, and uh, just as a just as a note, I'm changing uh, Arwen's voice because if I don't, then his voice will be English indis indistinguishable from Andy's. So he is going to be <laughs> British now. Um, <clears throat> so as soon as you walk over, she immediately starts hitting you with questions. She says, "Did you tell anyone? Did anyone see you? Was it ever nope. out in the open?" And nope. uh, Arwen stops her and he says, Andy, please, they don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, what happened? Can, can someone please fill us in here? We are big lost. <clears throat> Enlighten me. It's been a long day for us. They both just kind of sigh and um, Arwen says, uh, please keep your voice down. But yes, someone broke in and we fear that they were looking for the item that you found the orb did they find it 
No, they did not find it. Thank goodness, but somehow they know that it's here. How do we know this wasn't an inside job? Uh, Andy Andy interrupts him and she says, um, there, there are points of entry, a couple of different ones that, um, that are shown throughout the guilds that happened while we were asleep. They got around Ricky and Vicky somehow, and we can, it's just, I mean, I guess it could be an, an inside job, but I, I doubt it. I trust everyone here. Well, but someone leaked the location. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's like an inside job. Like, I don't necessarily think someone from the guild, like, tried to break into the guild, but someone told somebody else. Something seems amiss here. Arwen says, we shouldn't be discussing this so openly. We we shouldn't be worrying the others. What What's done is done. We should all get some rest. And I keep slipping into an Australian accent. Ricky and Ricky. That's the thing, um, though, about fantasy is it's not an Australian accent. It's just like some people just happen to switch <laughs> accents sometimes. Um, That's just what he, it's like in D&D, babe. <laughs> Quit burying your eyes through me, Juilliard. I mean, Rob. <laughs> he says, what's done is done. We should all get some rest and keep a careful watch. And uh, he looks over at Andy and he says, especially you, you need some rest. Mm. I, I guess we can all get some rest then. What do you guys think, gang? Yeah, well, is the thing in the same space? Did you put it in another space? Have you increased security? Because, I mean, if they came in last night, you know, what, what's going to keep them from coming again? Andy says, she says, it's been taken off guild premises and it is being held in a more secure location. And for security reasons, I can't tell you where that is now. And she seems pretty upset that she... Uh, that they don't have the the orb with them mm. anymore. Yeah. All right. What can we do? Arwen says, uh, "You just you must keep this a secret." Um, I'm trying to remember how to do a British accent, but I can't. Um, you know, uh, if you say beer can with a British accent, it sounds can. like you're saying. Bacon with a Jamaican accent. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that'll be helpful to you. Beer can. Beer can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if you say rise up lights, uh, it sounds like you're saying razor blades in Australian. Yeah, that's right. not lights? helpful. Rise um, up lights. <laughs> he says, What's the info? Um, uh, you must keep this a secret. Just please don't tell anyone about this, all right? Okay, and just a quick question. I mean, I've been, like, sending letters. That wouldn't be, like, a problem, right? Because I uh, did those through the guild. So, like, I, I assume... You do those through Lily, right? He, yeah. Um, he says, unless the guild is somehow being monitored by uh, some outside force that we don't know about, it, uh, I, I, I highly doubt it. I, I think your uh, letters are are okay oh thank goodness um okay well oh so how many people in the guild know about the thing uh it andy says it should just be you three okay cool 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 all right well all right then we will keep it on the dl the plan is there anything we can do to help? 
Oh, who did we debrief from our last mission? A lot of stuff went down. Andy just says, we can talk about it tomorrow. I, I'm really, I'm sure you guys did great work today, but I, uh, I'm i preoccupied at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to do some breathing exercises? And she says, no, no, thank you. And uh, okay. Arwen says, all right, please just just get some sleep. We'll uh, we'll meet again tomorrow after uh, after this is calmed down a little bit. And he uh, turns out and faces the crowd and he says, "All right, everyone, please please go back to bed. Please get some rest. We'll uh, we'll discuss this more tomorrow." Team Full Moon at Dawn and the rest of the crowd head off to their quarters to sleep away the few hours that remain before sunrise. Juilliard remains a bit more restless than his teammates, still bothered by the outcome of the night. Arwen and Andy are in Andy's office after everyone has left. After some more arguing and a bit more coaxing, Arwen finally convinces Andy to get some sleep. He's walking out of the room when she says, You don't think she did this, do you? Andy, of course not. She wouldn't do this, you know that. It's not even her style. Andy sighs. Good night, Arwen. Good night, Andy. Andy leans on her desk as Arwen leaves her alone. Her fire clover drops a withered petal and she watches it fall. She leans down behind her desk and opens the bottom drawer, revealing a small wooden box with a golden clasp. She unclasps it, and inside the box we see a pile of little knickknacks and old jewelry. On top of this pile is a small, pearly white, octahedral gem. She takes it and turns it over in her hands a few times. She stares at it, almost a longing in her eyes. But after a moment, she tosses it back into the box, throws the drawer closed, and storms out of her office. And in a moment, she's gone. Suddenly, we're somewhere new, somewhere dark and hot with a rocky interior. We see the shadow of a humanoid figure dancing a small flame in between his fingers, lounging across a large, plush chair. A young human approaches him and says, Sir, we were unable to retrieve it. We weren't inside for long before we were compromised. We were forced to retreat to avoid the risk of being seen. We're uncertain of the object's location. We've sent out reconnaissance parties in attempts to find it. If this guild holds any intelligence, sir, they will have moved it by now. The man rises from his chair. He steps into the light and the hair on top of his head bursts into flame as the small ember continues to dance around his fingers. He walks past the human and the layout of the room reveals itself. Molten rock decorates the walls, dripping down into thin lines that create small pools on the ground. He approaches a tall pedestal, seemingly made straight from the trunk of a tree. On top, the branches wire around themselves, made to hold something large and round. He places his hand on the trunk, and a single branch illuminates into a deep red color, 
stretching up to the top of the pedestal. The wood sizzles, and the man speaks. I will not give up. When it comes to telling a story, time is a valuable asset. Timelines provide context. If there's no context, then there's no development. The people who mattered, the events that changed lives, it builds a house for the story to live in. A wise man once said, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So, in this story, our story, in order to move forward, we're going to be moving back. know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.